Hey guys, before we get started, gotta tell you about our friends over at Mile High Green Cross. These guys offer an experience that you won't forget. Mile High Green Cross has award-winning products. Check out this year's Cannabis Cup winning products and when you head to their website, and they are giving the DNVR fam $5 off your purchase of $25 or more. All you gotta do is mention this ad. Mile High Green Cross offers a variety of CBD products from edibles to concentrates to cartridges. They pride themselves on their customer service and it shows every single time you pop in, you will receive one-on-one attention with one of their seasoned sales associates. Not to mention they have everyday low prices on in-house products like $99 pre-packed ounces, V3 hash oil bulk deals, five cartridges for 100 bucks. My Hugger and Cross offers outdoor pricing. What they advertise is what you pay. No cash, no problem. Mile High Green Cross now accepts Hyper. What's even better is the amount of time that you spend in the dispensary on average from the time you walk in from the time you walk out is only nine minutes. I know that's super important to me. They're informative and speedy. So head downtown today and check out Mile High Green Cross located conveniently at 9th and Broadway. They also offer parking in the back. And if you mention this ad, you can receive five bucks off your purchase of $25 or more. What's up, guys? Welcome into the DNVR Nuggets podcast, presented as always by Davidson's Beer, Wine, and Spirits. Harrison Wind here in Denver. Brendan Vote on the other line, back east. Brendan, how's it going? I'm good, man. A lot of going back and forth for me here between Denver and, and home, but I'm, I'm back in Jersey, ready for uh, to ring in the new year. I, I meant to ask you when you went on that East Coast trip, did you have any trouble with your flights because I, I remember at summer league oh, a man. couple years back uh, you had some issues so I, i'm just curious how uh, the luck with the airlines has gone so far you mean when frontier airlines stranded me in vegas for 48 extra hours yeah Which just want like... to just want to run through real quick what what happened there yeah, so I was ready to leave Vegas. First of all, 48 hours as it is is my cap on Vegas. So we're there for Summer League, and we've been for three or four days. I'm ready to go home. I show up to the airport, and there's something missing. It's not my license. It's not anything I need to fly, Harrison. It's the freaking airplane. Frontier did not provide an airplane. I don't know if they forgot it. I don't know how that happens. They couldn't that get me another flight. important. You, it's part of the process. They send me home. I come back the next day. Harrison, would you believe it? They forgot the airplane again. That's a true wow. story. <laughs> wow. So don't fly Frontier. That's my, oh, that's my advice. Well, I'm glad to hear that this trip has gone, uh, gone well. But I feel like a good thing to do on today's show leading into this Rockets game on uh, Tuesday Let's go over some New Year's resolutions uh, for this Nuggets roster. And then over the second half of this show, it might be a cool idea to look back on some of our predictions, some of our takes from very early on in this season and see what we've gotten right, see what we've gotten wrong so far. So uh, we'll do that in a second. But do you want to lead with uh, one of your resolutions for, for somebody on this Nuggets roster right off the bat? Yeah, sure. I've got one for Gary Harris, and it's to never take another runner again. Literally not a single one. Um, Harris is using runners and or floaters on 16.8% of his shooting possessions. 
this season. He's 12 of 42 on those shots per synergy, scoring just uh, a 0.59 points per possession on those shot types, which puts him in the 14th percentile. The runner is not working. Let's see less of that. And how about more cuts? Two years ago, I feel like that was a staple of the Nuggets offense was, was Jokic to Harris in the back door. Harris is only cutting on 6.4% of his possessions this year, 9 for 20. That puts him in the 7th percentile. So wow. not a great profile so far for Gary. Yeah, an interesting start for Gary this season. He's been great defensively. I think right now you should put him on the all-defensive first team. But offensively, it's been really up and down. Uh, really up and down for sure. Can't really hit those consistent threes and then ha- has struggled Know, around the rim and in the paint to an extent, really getting all the shots he has before. I, I wonder how much of this season is an adjustment for him going from like a third, maybe sometimes second option at times over yeah. the last couple of years. He's pretty much the fifth option in that starting group right now. I wonder how big of an adjustment that really is. Yeah, maybe a healthy Barton is kind of messed with the chemistry there, right? I mean, it's 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 not just about how good you are. How good are you at filling a specific role on a team? All this said, if Harris's role is going to be limited offense but first-team level defense and you're winning games, uh, it's not much to complain about. Um, but there are some yeah. things he can do offensively. I think of late we've seen him get to the rim with more conviction. He's finishing with some of those dunks we're used to seeing, some of those crazy yeah. reverse finishes. So less tentative, more aggressive. Things are definitely trending in the right way for Gary. But I just thought those, um, I thought that possession data with play type data was pretty uh, noteworthy. Definitely, yeah. One of my just theories about the offense in general, why it started off the season as poorly as it did, A, Jokic's play was the biggest reason why I think, but B, remember last year, the offense looked great even when, well, I don't want to say great, but better than it looked this year, even when Denver was without a couple starters and they really established that Murray Jokic pick and roll. There was so much simplicity to the offense last year. And this year, you know, everybody's been healthy. There's a lot of mouths to feed. There's yeah. a lot of mouths to feed. And I just wonder how big of an adjustment that was too. And did that affect Jokic, right? Who who probably puts it on himself to make sure everyone's eaten. So it's, yeah. Yeah, it's been, you don't want to say health, health is never an issue, but something to adjust to perhaps. So my resolution for Gary, and this also goes for Will Barton, actually get some rest. Get some rest. Mm. Gary Harris right now is averaging 32.9 minutes per game. That's too much. Uh, that's too many minutes for Gary to be playing early this season, I believe. I think I was saying on our season preview pods and when we were breaking down this year, he should be playing max 30 minutes a night because you want to prevent injuries. And we know Gary Harris is notorious for picking up these little uh, nagging injuries throughout the season. And also just so he's as healthy and fresh as possible for the playoffs when you're really going to need his two-way play. Right. He's averaging 33 minutes a game right now. Now he's had a couple like nagging injuries and he just missed this game uh, at home the other night against the Kings. Who knows what his status is going to be for this Rockets game coming up uh, tomorrow or, or today when you guys are listening to this. So I think the Nuggets should try to get his minutes down here a little bit. And then... This is also a resolution I've got for Will Barton. I do think Will Barton is more durable than Harris, and I'm not really worried about him picking up injuries and really wearing down over the course of the season. He's averaging around 33 minutes a game as well. 
almost a career high, not quite as many as the average in 2017-18, but the Nuggets are going to need a lot from Will Barton in the playoffs, and last year in the playoffs, he only averaged 23.1 minutes per game. Obviously, this year, that number is going to be a lot higher, probably in the mid to upper 30s, just based on how he's played, and he's going to be a really important player in the postseason. You need his offense, you need his playmaking, you need his one-on-one creation ability when the offense breaks down, so both those guys... Get a little bit of rest. A sneaky amount is asked of both those guys too, right? I mean, the way Barton's playing this year, really digging in there in the battle on the boards, um, really playing hard on the defensive end. And then Gary, who, I mean, when you're really truly chasing around an elite player for 30 minutes a game the way he has for much of the season, that is so taxing. So little knickknacks aside, you're right, just staying fresh. You're going to need these guys in the playoffs. It's a tough Tough tightrope to walk, though, because as we've said on this pod, you know, it may come down to making sure you have one of those top two seeds for Denver. Yeah, definitely. All right. You want to go uh, with another one of yours? Yeah, I've got some for Jamal Murray. Um, I'll, I'll augment this a little bit because I also had take some rest. So I'll just say, um, hey, let him know. Let him know if you're hurting. You know, he's a warrior. You don't have to. You don't necessarily have to gut it out, especially if you're banged up. But then outside of that, more threes, just 5.1 attempts per game on what would be, I think, a career low, 32.7%. It's weird to say you want a guy who's shooting 32% to shoot more, but you have to believe he's a better shooter than than 32. And and what you're looking for him in terms of a modern, potentially premier guard, that shot profile has got to look a little bit more like the other guys do, and that includes a lot more threes. Yeah, my resolution for Murray was also take more threes. Uh, he's averaging 5.1 threes per game this season, like you said, on 32.7%. The 5.1 is the fewest he's averaged since his rookie year. Mm. And so, obviously, the fewest he's averaged as a starter. And, yeah, the 32.7%, like you mentioned, that is a career low. And I wonder if how low he's shooting, the low percentage is factoring into his conscious decision not to take as many threes um but i think we talk about jamal murray taking more threes a lot and we don't talk about why he needs to be taking more threes enough Mm. Uh, taking more threes from the point guard position from jamal murray is going to lead to healthier offense for the nuggets it's going to lead to more spacing it's just a, a healthier ecosystem of offense if jamal murray is taking more threes it's what you've got to do as a point guard and it's what you've got to do as a guy like Murray who's shown he can be a you know 36 37 percent three-point shooter before like right now he's taking fewer three-pointers per game than guys like Blake Griffin Lonzo Ball Jalen Brown Marcus Smart and he's just got to get that number up it's going to lead to healthier offense it's going to lead to more ball movement more spacing the ball's going to get popping more as we like to say here, if he's taking more long-range shots. Yeah, I mean, you think about his two-man game with Jokic, too, specifically. That's kind of what it's missing, right? I mean, you don't ever see him come off a screen, one dribble, pull up, right? And it's, I don't know, it's the kind of shot I think you'd like to see him take more of um, and, and just make them sort of a more dynamic duo. And and I do think, like, I don't think Jamal is a 33% shooter, man. I, I don't know what it's going to look like at his peak, 
Um, but I believe in a guy that I think if he's a little more confident and comfortable from beyond the arc, uh, can get it up a little higher than that. And we, we, we've talked about it, but he prefers the difficult mid-range. And these are high degree of difficulty shots that he's taking just because they're closer. So um, I don't know. You'd like to see him sort of sort of take the, a different approach from beyond the arc. Murray right now in definitely his worst slump of like the last couple months, probably his worst slump of the season. Over his last five games, uh, 39% from the field, 29% from three. He, he's Oof. kept his turnovers down, only 12 turnovers, so uh, that's solid. But, yeah, the percentages are way down here as of late, only 14 points per game. And so he, he's going through a rough stretch right now, and, yeah, obviously the three-point shot hasn't been dropping. I went back and just kind of looked if there was one area, whether it was catch and shoot, whether it was off the dribble, where his three-point percentage has really tanked. They've both just kind of dropped off about the same. He's shooting 36.1% mm. on catch-and-shoot threes. Last year, he was at 39%. His attempts are down from 2.7 to 2.1. And then on off-the-dribble threes, he's at 31.4% this year compared to 33.8% last year. So not like a drastic drop-off in one of those areas per se, but just really his numbers are, are down consistently across the board in just the three-point shooting department. And it's a guy who we've talked about his inability to to penetrate, to break down one-on-one, to get to the line. Well, one way to sort of facilitate that, if guys are scared of your willingness to shoot from deep around those screens, catch and shoot, whatever, I mean, that's going to elicit hard closeouts. That's going to create more lanes for you, right, as a scorer at the, at the rim. So, yeah, it's just time. It's time for that evolution in his game, I think. You got any more resolutions you wanted to hand out? Sure. Oh, I have one for Vlako Chanchar, okay. um, who should resolve to text Nikola Jokic every single day. Just check in <laughs> on him. Just make sure he's okay. If he's not, get him whatever he needs. We're counting on you, Vlako. That's a good one. I've got and then, one. Oh, sorry, go ahead. Yeah, I'll go, for, uh, I'll go for one of mine here. I got one for Nikola Jokic. I, I feel like he's in such a great space mentally right now. Just keep doing what you're doing. Keep your routine. If lifting weights after games works for you, keep doing that. But you got to cut out some of these Euro fouls, man. Yeah, you just got to. Yep. And the one the other night against the Kings was like maybe his worst one of the season. He had, was on two personal fouls with like three minutes left in the second quarter. Commits his third foul. Uh, just a frustration foul that he not, did not need to commit. Like the the uh, Kings didn't even have numbers. De- Denver had enough guys back. It was just a total frustration foul. It was his third personal. I think he actually only ended the game with three personals, so he, he did, stayed yeah, out of foul trouble after that. But hey, he couldn't play the end of the half, and then the Kings kind of drew a little closer. So um, just cut those out a little. I had the same thing, and I've noticed some people are defending him with, "Well, that's a tactic in Euro ball. He's trying to stop the fast break," but. I mean, don't look at any one of those in a vacuum. I think anyone who's been watching Jokic closely these last three or four years knows that it just happens too often. And it's also about what are you waiting? Maybe you're saving numbers and two points on that particular possession, but how do you weigh that against potential missed time from the best player on the team? There's nothing more valuable than him being able to be on the court and playing aggressively. So yeah, I'm not with any defense of, of Jokic there. I mean, it's He's been much, much better about it this season, but um, that was a tough one with Sacramento. All right, I got one or two more that I want to get to. 
Uh, first, though, Breckenridge Brewery is Davidson's Beer, Wine, and Spirits Brewery of the Month. Make sure you download their app today. Enjoy a six-pack for only $7.99 all month long. And we are talking about the Hot Peak IPA on today's show. This is a great all-around beer from uh, Breck Brewing. And, uh, yeah, make sure to check out the Hot Peak IPA, whether you're out at a bar, whether you're at your liquor store, your buddy's house. If you haven't tried it, can't recommend it uh, more enough. The Hot Peak IPA from Breck Brewing. And then this from Denver Rubber Company. Always super excited to talk about them. Denver Rubber Company, the most reliable local partner for your long-term projects. They've been doing it since 1972, providing the highest quality products from custom die-cut gaskets to molded rubber. Custom contract manufacturing and custom hoses with snow here. It's the winter. We know how hard that can be to drive through. So for anything that has to do with snow plows, DRC can cut the size and pre-slot most snow plow rubber. Blades can be cut to any length and slotted for mounting to meet your exact specifications. Their warehouse, which we checked out a while ago, was nothing short of amazing. They've got proprietary materials that make up the inside of wind turbine blades. And we even witnessed machines that cut material that are used in bulletproof vests. They custom make it all, and you can purchase all these products for yourself or buy bulk at a fantastic rate. They are also family-owned, with loyalty only to the people just like us here at DNVR. Call them today for your snowplow needs, custom gaskets, hoses, etc., 1-800-259-0010. 1-800-259-0010. Visit them at drcfirst.com backslash dnvr and tell them who sent you. Back here on the DNVR Nuggets podcast presented by Davidson's Beer, Wine, and Spirits, Harrison Wind and Brendan Vote here. Here's one of my final resolutions, Brendan, for this Nuggets team. It has to do with Michael Porter Jr. Coming off his first career start, career high 19 points. Get in the weight room, man. Get yeah. in the weight room. MPJ, he looks a lot bigger than he did as a rookie. Like He put on a lot of muscle from his rookie year to his sophomore season, which is technically still his rookie year. But some added weight, some added muscle could do a lot for his game. And we know how much this guy likes to work on the offensive glass and how how valuable, how uh, versatile of a cutter he's going to be going forward. If he can add some strength, if he can add some muscle, I think that's going to help him out in the long run. Yeah, the the lower body needs some work, right? I mean, he's, that too, he's, yeah. A, yeah. he's a specimen for sure, the length. And I think his shoulders are a little more filled out even than last year. Um, and, and this guy obviously has has an insane basketball body, but it's a little thin down low. And, and so, yeah, don't skip leg day, Michael Porter Jr. Um, I, I got one more. This is more of like a vow than a resolution uh, for Tim Connolly. It's time. It is time for the tough consolidation trade. Um, we've kept this team together for a long time. I think the fans have found an organic relationship with them. They love them, but tough decisions have to be made. And I'm thinking, of course, uh, Beasley or Wancho. Um, that's feeling inevitable, but but it's time. So so it's time for Tim to make that tough call. It's feeling especially inevitable with Wancho. I mean, I think both guys get traded, but after that uh, Wancho game against the Kings, man, man, oof, that was rough. How much cough? I mean, we we've gone through cycles of going in and out on Wancho. I mean, I'm I'm pretty much out. You know, that was the last. There's just not much left in the bucket. It seems. Yeah, just. 
it doesn't seem like it's going to happen this year. You know, he, he's had his chances. He's played okay for stretches, but really just too inconsistent to be trusted or, or to garner regular minutes. So um, he had some shots this year, but yeah, just could just could not stick. So I mean, I'm still a believer in his game, as I'm a big believer in Beasley's game too. Sure, uh, of but course. yeah, it doesn't seem like it's going to work out in Denver. All right, shall we? Uh, shall we re-examine some takes? Yeah, let's re-examine some takes. I've actually got our 2019-2020 DNVR Nuggets season preview up here. Oh, I'm no. just kind of going to go down the list. <laughs> I was looking at a couple of these before we started recording. We were on point with some, off on some others. Um, I'm going to start at the top here. Who I've will got lead one the team? Oh. Who will lead the team in scoring? Who will lead the team in scoring? Um, you had Jamal Murray. I had Nikola Jokic. Currently, Jokic is averaging 18 a game. Jamal Murray is averaging 17.3 a game. So Jokic barely ahead. Hmm. How do you think that's going to shake out? I think it's going to stay like this till the end. I think it's going to be Jokic, but barely. Just barely. Uh, like I it hope was it's last closer year. to 20, though, man. It's going to be a bummer if Murray's stuck at 17. Yeah. Wow. All right. Fair enough. Um, I have one. This is less of a – this is more of a general um, kind of note. Okay. But we, we could not stop talking about the secret weapon that would be Denver's bench, um, the <laughs> vaunted depth. <laughs> that was going to be their, their weapon and their, their path to a one seed in a talented Western Conference. It, it hasn't looked so good, Harrison. I think I said at one point in the preseason that the Nuggets were going to rely on their bench more than any other team in the league. Oh, man. God, that is literally the polar opposite. <laughs> and the I starters I, play so much. I really thought my reasoning was pretty sound. I mean, the Nuggets, they're preparing for 100 10 game regular season whatever it is not an 82 game they had this great bench they're gonna lower all the starters minutes play the bench heavy minutes uh no the opposite has happened the nugget stars have played more than any other starting lineup in the league oh man (laughs) (laughs) you're just like holding holding your breath when the bench is in that was a bad one (laughs) Uh, Who will be the second most important player on the team that's kind (laughs) of tough to say we all had Jamal Murray it's probably been Will Barton so far so far yeah I think so who is this team's biggest X factor you had Porter Jr. I had Porter Jr. as well I kind of think that's that's still holding up like I most of the team is a known quantity but after that last game that that element of intrigue with MPJ is back I think yeah Adam was the only one here who had somebody else and he had Barton but I mean, Barton has not really been an X factor this season. He's been he's Denver's like top, one, like top constant. Yeah, he's like a top forty player right now. Yeah, <laughs> a little more than an X factor. Um, speaking of Will Barton, I had a bold take. I had him returning to fan favorite status, Ooh. and I don't know if he's gone all the way there. But man, we've definitely seen a resurgence, right? The fact that we're selling thrill shirts. Um, he, we've gotten like a, a an apology tour, people lining up to admit they were wrong. I, I hoped it would happen. I thought it might happen. Um, and I'm just glad I had that prediction down because it all feels so good right now. Yeah, it was a great prediction, although it still feels like 
the second Will Barton misses a shot, you still get the same people in your mentions that <laughs> are like, true. he should be traded. That's true, man. <laughs> Where do these people come from? Uh, who will start at small forward by the end of the season? <clears throat> you had Porter. I had Barton. Seems like that's Oof. probably still going to be Barton unless yeah, something yeah, crazy sure. happens with like a it'd Gary Harris really, deal. It'd be wild if Porter was starting by the end of the season. Yeah. Fun, though. Kind of fun, if nothing else. Um, um, oh, uh, okay. This one isn't really like on record on paper, but I just know we all, the three of us, talked a lot about Jokic's awesome playoff debut and what that might mean for his November. <laughs> yeah, I thought he wouldn't play any regular season defense at all ever again. Um, that was true for the first 14 games. But that said... He's actually been really busting his butt on that end this season. So I, that motivation's back. But we did have the um, the hang on. You guys want me to try now? That, that <laughs> definitely reared its head early. This one wasn't really a preseason prediction, but I'm just scrolling through this season preview where we tackled a bunch of different narratives. Tory Craig, is his improved three-point shooting for real? Oh, wow. <laughs> Was that even a question? <laughs> It was. Do you remember in the preseason, Torrey Craig shot 48.8, from three after the All-Star break last year. And right, there was yeah. chatter during the preseason that this guy had really improved his three-point shot. Uh, no, it looks what? about the same as it did last year. In his defense, like, we're not seeing a lot of it. But, yeah, you're right. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's that was probably an easy answer. All right, I got a couple more I want to hit. First, though, Piper Electric has been serving the Denver metro area since 1983. <clears throat> Through a commitment to customer service and team performance, Piper Electric is the hometown electrical contractor you can trust. If you call 303-646-6765, they will give you the DNVR hookup and save you 20% off your next service call. No job is too big or too small for Piper Electric. They work with the top professionalism and integrity in the biz, whether it's residential, commercial, or industrial work. Don't forget, you got to call 303-646-6765 to receive 20% off your next service call. Back here on the DNVR Nuggets podcast presented by Davidson's Beer, Wine, and Spirits. Harrison Wynn and Brennan Vote here. Wrapping up today's show, going back over our preseason predictions, what we've gotten right, what we've gotten wrong so far. Uh, you got any others that are hanging out there for you? Uh, I have to call myself out in the general okay. NBA section. I tried to get really cute with this, and I'm going to try to explain it and backtrack here. I had the Milwaukee Bucks as the most overrated team in the NBA. Um, yeah, you're going to have to explain this one. Yeah, that's obviously <laughs> looking like a horrible pick right now. <laughs> to be clear, I always thought that they could win the finals. I did. But I thought that had more to do with a weaker East, um, Giannis's dominance, and I had just thought that letting Brogdon walk – and and doubling down on the Brooke Lopez thing. I thought, all right, if I'm Philly and I'm liking my size and my interior defense and I'm trying to make someone else beat me, you don't feel too bad about trying to make Chris Middleton or Brooke Lopez be that guy. But I, I feel lame even putting that take out there as a Denver guy because I, I kind of feel like we can relate to Milwaukee in this way. Why does that, like, Teams like Milwaukee don't win. Like, why does that attitude have to permeate our evaluation? They're good. They're one of the, the two best teams in the league, if not the best. So um, I take a massive L on that one. Well, I'm upset that you went to most overrated team because I'm taking a massive L on mine as well. <laughs> I, I had the Lakers as my most overrated team. 
And I'm not willing to totally apologize for this take because I still think they're a little overrated. They yeah, played yeah, like a yeah, really easy schedule. Nobody wants to talk about that. They've had really good health so far from Anthony Davis. Nobody wants to talk about that. Um, <laughs> uh, I, I'm still not a believer in the bench. I'm still not really a believer in a lot of those role players. Um, but, hey, they've gone off to a great start. They've probably been the league's best team so far, so I've got to eat some crow there. Uh, the, two, the two best teams in the league, probably. Those are our <laughs> picks. Or we'll just stick to the Nugget stuff, maybe. Uh, let me see here. MVP, I had Giannis. You have LeBron, so those two are still looking good. Rookie of the year, you had John Morant. Oh, I, I feel had good about that, uh, Zion Williamson, which is not looking great. Nope. Dude, Ja, I, I was surprised when, when Zion went down, everyone skipped right to RJ. Um, and I'm like, dude, I'm pretty sure John Morant's going to have the ball in his hands a lot. That dude can ball. Yeah, I think people went to RJ because of the inevitable Knicks media bump, which uh, is, I think is still a thing. Still, I it think. is still. Gosh, <laughs> no, who knows why, but <laughs> yeah. it is. Uh, most All right, under- man, I'm out unless you got more. Most underrated team, you had the Lakers, who I guess were underrated by me and some people. <laughs> yeah, that was just a late pick. <laughs> I had the Thunder, who people kind of thought were a fringe playoff team, and it seems like they will be one of the last couple playoff teams. So, yeah. So we missed some. We hit some. Still a lot of seasons to go, though. Listen, man. Outside of Will Barton, this is why I never victory lap too hard because I know the cold hard truth. I am wrong so often. I'm, I'm almost always wrong. All right. Well, I think that's all we got for today. Should be a fun Nuggets matchup in Houston against the Rockets tonight. At the time we're recording, there's Harden and Capella questionable. So that would bode well for my Nuggets upset pick on Monday's pod, but we'll see. Yeah, that doesn't count, but you're right. That would be, it would help a lot if James hey, Harden doesn't play. Hey, I knew Capel was maybe out. That <laughs> went into true. that Fair factored enough. into my pick. Fair enough. All right, that's all the time we got for today. Thanks for listening, guys. Talk to you tomorrow. Hey guys, before we get out of here, you may or may not know that taking care of your teeth is pretty important. Our friends over at Green Mountain Dental Group are giving away a free Sonicare toothbrush when you schedule a cleaning, x-ray, and exam. That's right. You simply have to take care of your teeth for Green Mountain Dental Group to hand over a free Sonicare. Check them out today online or call 303-988-0711 to schedule your appointment today.